Everybody, we are uh, convening the Flood Resilience Committee for Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. I'm pleased to report as of today, no flooding events this entire year, which is amazing seeing how we went out <coughs> with 2023, but the kind of year 2023 was. And um, it is very sad that in this community we had uh, one loss of life. And um, I know a lot of people that knew Nancy Morrow. Um, that's just very tragic, but um, I know that our first responders did everything they could in that situation. Um, but it does call to attention the importance of all these issues right now. Um, item number two is approval of the minutes from our December 4th meeting. Move for approval, Mr. Chairman. Second. Motion to second. Any discussion? All in favor, please say aye. 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 All right. The minutes are approved. Public comment. Item number three, if you'd like to speak, please come forward. Uh, two and a half minutes. Anyone to speak? All right. There being none, we will move on to um, discussion of common objectives between the town of Mount Pleasant and the state of South Carolina's resiliency plans. Everybody's probably familiar with the fact that um, the uh, state floodwater commission published a large and who, who in here has read it? Where's Kevin? There's Kevin. Probably Kevin or something. What is 700 and something pages, right? And, and I've got a copy. I have thumb read it. I have not sat down and read the whole thing. I think it came out in the middle of the summer. Um, and we just want to um, make sure that if there are things in there that we can and should be in compliance with or things we should be working towards that we do. And I hope this got, Eric, I hope this got down the line. <laughs> this committee is not expecting that today. We're expecting to chart our path forward of how we would do that. And I think one of the things we would like to do, Howard and I were talking with lunch, is invite Tom Mulliken, who chaired that committee, who's a big friend of the town of Mount Pleasant, sings our praises around the state for the strides we're making in all these areas. Um, maybe get him to come to our February meeting. Um, we usually have um, a lot of people in the audience for that because he's a very fascinating person to, uh, to listen to. But we'll look at bringing him in for February if that if that works. But um, I guess, Brad, if you want to take us um, just sort of an overview of how, how do we make sure that what we're doing at the town jives with what the state is recommending. Yes, sir. So it's a it's staff's understanding. You kind of want to understand this, the town's efforts as they align with the state plan. So I, uh, we've had some internal discussions on that um, with the Shannon Whitehead, our resilience officer. And um, so our approach would be that we take really the recommendation section of that plan, which is about 10 broad categories, and uh, we would start kind of an initial meeting to brainstorm what are the things the town's already doing in, that, in those regards, and um, bring that back to you, as well as anything that we are in the process of doing or could do. And of course, we're ob obviously open for any suggestions from uh, the committee in this regard, but I think that would be our strategy is to really um, take those 10 broad categories, analyze what we're doing, bring some sort of status back to the to the committee on, on what we're addressing right now. Okay. Do we think um, down the road um, that some of these things might benefit us legally, um, maybe for or grants or things like that? Are these just good suggestions or will there be some weight behind it? Oh, I, I think they... Uh, Obviously, I think some of the things we've already done have benefited us in grants, not necessarily with this, but just right. in general. Um, but certainly, yes, uh, anything we could do would, would in pursuing grants. And, and as far as the legal questions, I, I can only say I would imagine that would always be 
uh, better support for us when we're doing these things. Um, so I, th I think it's nothing but a good thing to see to see how we align. And uh, there's a lot of things we've already done. The, the uh, LID program, for instance, is just one example we would bring in and note to you, like here's, here's one thing the town's already done. Here are things we're thinking about doing. Or here's, here's things going on in the ordinance update that are going to address specifically these goals in the state plan. Right. So I think that's a good approach. Right. Yes, sir. Mr. Mayor, what if we broke down the state resiliency plan into components? Okay. And and much in the line of what Brad is saying, um, outline what those are, what they call for, show where we're um, in compliance doing things already, and also show where there could be opportunities that we should talk through and, and see if that's of interest to you. That sounds um, good. And something like that, and, and we'll go ahead, by the way, and invite, um, invite Tom here, um, hear his perspective on it and i think you know uh, sometime in march if that was acceptable to you uh, we could have both heard again from tom gaining his perspective and have these components broken down into something digestible for us to work from and see if sure we need and we don't have to have them all like in the next meeting so we can do them sequentially i know it's a lot and um and this is i you know i don't know i, I guess charleston is doing a lot on flooding they have to they have no choice um, I don't know what other communities are doing as much. I mean, Ms. Reed, do you have any, or Kevin, do y'all know what other communities are doing? Shannon? Yes. Um, just because, yeah. 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 Good afternoon. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that, you know, there's already been mitigation and planning efforts within the town of Mount Pleasant with other, um, you know, uh, Charleston County, City of North, uh, not City, City of Charleston, um, and as well as BCD COG, we've been doing, uh, we're going forth to try to get a grant for a water plan, a regional water plan. Um, there has been collaborative efforts with uh, City of Charleston, Charleston County, and a couple other municipalities to do. Um, there's already been such where we gave uh, information for Woodwell, which they have created for us uh, kind of what would happen during sea level rise after 2050. Obviously, everything's not 100% accurate, but we are going like going forth with different um, suggestions, just as that nature. That's in the actual state resilience okay. plan. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there to let you know that there are some things that we have done with other municipalities um, as well as Charleston County due to the you know flooding. Great. So, Thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Any questions, Ms. Yes. No, I, I have a question. Why why wouldn't we ask the staff that uh, is working with General Mulligan to take a look at what we've done and also give us suggestions about what in their in their plan additional to what we've done would they suggest we go after you know first and down the line and so I think if it would be helpful and, I, and I'm sure they'd be willing to work with us on that I think so too I, I agree, and uh, I guess it'll be kind of a timing issue for us. Is would you like us to maybe develop our status and you know get get all of our ducks in a row, and then perhaps have that meeting well, with well, him? Whatever you think, I just mm -hmm. I think it would be helpful for us in particular, since we're going to be trying to uh, prepare um, where we go from what their suggestions are <clears throat> for them to tell us what we should be after first 
right. as an example, besides what we've already done. I think we can easily work that into our process. Sounds good. Um, does I, I think I think we got emailed copies of the statewide resiliency plan. I, I, it's online, and I, I can't recall if, if we sent that out. It, it came out in June, as you mentioned, Mr. Mayor. Um, so it's been out about six months now. Okay, but I can. Why don't we email it to all council yes, members, either the link or the? I think it's all by a link. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay, that would be. And it's great. broken out by chapters, so at least everybody has access. To it's good reading late at night when we can't get to sleep. <laughs> um, any any other on that? And I appreciate everything the staff is doing on that, and everything that you that you have done. Um, all right, that will conclude item four. Item five. Let's talk about the land development regulations and flood damage prevention text amendment. We're going to have Kevin address right. that issue. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, members of the committee. Uh, we have before you. A proposed ordinance. Um, <clears throat> this ordinance actually has two parts to it. First is the um, you know, it addresses land development and fill around subdivisions. The other part is the uh, the home construction of, of no slab um, on grade. Um, and the whole intent purpose is to protect surrounding properties from uh, uh, fill being placed, excessive fill being placed, and that fill being placed in a manner that does impact surrounding properties. Um, <clears throat> so the first part being uh, uh, an amendment to the land development regulations as the 10-foot setback, uh, no fill being placed along the perimeter. The other part is the no slab. Miss Katie Gerling, our floodplain manager, will discuss that. It went be uh, before the Planning Commission last month for a public hearing. Uh, no comments were received. It was approved unanimously, and that, and also this morning, it went before the planning committee um, as well. And there are some uh, adjustments to the verbiage that we could discuss here in just a second. Um, taking you through where it's being proposed, the location, uh, the first part for the fill setback from the perimeter is uh, recommended to be under 155.051 storm drainage and flood areas. This outlines the responsibility of the subdivider and the engineer to ensure positive drainage, to ensure individual lot uh, grading plans, so on and so forth. And under A6F, what's being proposed uh, verbatim is to safeguard against irresponsible land development practices it shall be unlawful to place fill along the outer perimeter of any subdivided property altering the ground above the existing elevation in a manner so to solely benefit the stormwater management of the subdivision shall be avoided in most all cases this practice directly impacts adjacent property by way of casting surface water onto or impeding the flow of surface runoff from another property therefore Fill or impediments to surface flow shall not be placed within 10 feet along any pre-existing perimeter lot line abutting adjacent properties. Now, earlier today, Mr. Chapman uh, recommended we, we change the first part of this, and I'll be happy to adjust it or either eliminate the first. Uh, it does have kind of a negative con connotation to it, but um, and we can go back to this. At the end, uh, at the end of the exception, so not kinder, gentler word than irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Less helpful. Yeah, I, okay. we, I can, I can recommend something. Sure. Um, 
I'm okay with irresponsible, but I'll refer <laughs> to the. I, I can't be a little direct, uh, which does uh, does you know come off as a little negative. But um, I can change that to uh, promote responsible practices instead. Yeah, that's so um, the exceptions being um, <clears throat> going through these uh, existing lots recorded prior to the date of the second. Uh, reading for this adoption of the ordinance provides a timeline of when this is, becomes effective. Second part, internal lot lines to be subdivided conforming to a unified grading plan. Those would be an exception as well because they would be part of a unified grading plan internally. Uh, continuation of a plan development with the same ownership as in a phase development. When fill is used to ensure positive flow through a low-lying areas without redirecting or predetermined flow path. That's just the, the small undulations of terrain, of being able to grade something in a linear fashion to an inlet. That will, we, we would recommend that be allowed. And then lastly, addresses uh, you know, our, road, our large road building projects that requires fill um, <clears throat> to be placed inside the right-of-way up against the edge of the right-of-way. Um, and it, it clearly says when fill is added to, a, to meet minimum road elevations when the design incorporates stormwater management involves to capture roadway runoff and all off-site runoff to prevent impacts to adjacent property. Much like Hungerneck Boulevard, most of that road is in a fill section. Uh, their draining system, there's two draining systems. One's for the road, capture the runoff from the road. The other part of that draining system is to uh, facilitate stormwater from off-site. So, that that would be an exception to uh, to the rules and regulations. So, but um, and and that's my part, uh, Mr. Mayor. And I'll be happy to turn this over to Katie if there are any other questions on this this part of it. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks, Kevin. Um, good afternoon. So, um, get into the exact wording for our slab on grade. Um, no fill in the floodplain. So we added two definitions, um, just elevation certificate and what fill actually is helps us um, point to those things when people ask us, well, what actually is fill? You can tell them. Um, and then designating duties to the floodplain manager as well as the building official. Um, that's in line with what the city of Charleston has also done um, in their ordinances. And then um, the wording for the actual bulk of the ordinances under standards in general of our flood ordinance. So it would apply to um, our entire regulatory floodplain, 100-year A and B zones equally. Um, I put the effective date as July 1st to give our builders um, some time to maybe adjust if they're planning slab on grade homes um, or adjust foundations. Um, and that would be the permit issue in state of when that would be um, projects we'd look at. So the permitting of certain foundation types shall be prohibited for all new foundations for single family dwellings, including attached single family dwellings. It would not apply to garages, additions, conversions, substantial improvements, substantial damage, um, and non-residential structures. So really just looking at- Can I ask why answer. that's in there? Yes. So. When we have a current house um, and someone comes in and says, I would like to do an addition on my home that already has um, a slab on grade, um, 
it would then prohibit them to either make it into a crawl space or they'd have to do a step up. It wouldn't be uniform. Um, we also have language in our ordinance for our 50% rule that if the house triggers 50% of the value of the home, they would have to comply into our full flood ordinance anyway if the floor level is below. Um, the idea is if the house is existing and they're doing an addition, they're not going to have to bring on that fill. The lot's already leveled. So it's sort of a connecting the dots issue. Right. We don't want to prohibit our, our um, people that already live here um, for expanding their homes, being able to live with what they do. Um, I think the intent of the ordinance when we started originally discussing was clear cutting lots, big subdivisions. Um, we can certainly address this language to whatever you want. Um, but that was the thought process to not be overly restrictive in development. Are these the same? Um, are these? Is this the same wording that y'all saw? At, uh, yes, sir. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I do. I get it. Um, I, I get it when you connect the dots. And thank you. That's that's a good explanation. I'm just not sure. <clears throat> um, like you know, non-residential structures. I mean. Can somebody do that in a commercial building and still build slab on grade? Yes, sir. So they would um, they would do dry flood proofing mm -hmm. if if there was we have different yes. drainage um, requirements. Requirements. I get it. Right. Okay. So it would, I'm just yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, so the the rest of the ordinance is pretty much copy and pasted from the city. We did add diagram four, which um, we didn't get this to planning um, committee, but basically it's just including all of the basements, which we don't really have basements in the low country. Yes, sir. Um, there, so number three says the city's floodplain manager. Should we change that to the towns? Yeah. Are you referring to yes, ourselves sir. as the city because yeah. it's legalese? I don't know, but I just saw the city. And we can change it to the town. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, but that is all that I have. Any can you afford that? Yeah. that? There you go. So it's slab on grade, raised slabs. That's the 1A, 1B. We don't really have threes. That's kind of split levels. Um, 2A, 2B, and 4, they're, they're basements, which are topography doesn't allow. So we would be allowing crawl spaces or fully elevated drive under. We already have enclosure limits within the town that we only re we require 40% open. Um, so a diagram six would really only allow um, like an elevator and small storage up to 299 square feet. We wouldn't have sevens. They're not allowed in the town. Okay. And this is just for the New single family and in the hundred year. Correct. Yeah. What what flood zone is that? Um, A, E, and B, E zones. So shaded X and X zones would not. We don't regulate that currently. Okay. Got it. That's all I have. Okay. Do we need um, a motion from this committee? Not necessarily, but it would be helpful. Got it. 
and okay. recommend a full council for approval. I move to recommend a full council for approval. I'll, I'll second to with the revision to the wording irresponsible. <laughs> yes. To promote responsible Agreed. Okay. Is um, Ms. Hyatt on the phone? Okay. Ms. Hyatt, I don't know if you have, we have a motion and a second. We're in discussion if you had anything to. Uh, I was a part of this. Uh, right. Conversation and planning, so um, I have seen it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we have a motion and a second. Is there any further discussion that we uh, recommend this to council with the revised word? All right. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Any, aye. any opposed? The motion carries. Thank you. More good stuff. It seems like every time we meet, we're we're moving the ball forward, which is great. I appreciate that. I believe that was the last item on our agenda. Item number six is to adjourn. This committee stands adjourned. Thank you very much.